your Division II champions, Grand Valley State. It's the Ankara Podcast, presented by the Grand Valley Sports Network. Well, hi again, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Anchor Up Podcast. Today is Thursday, February 11th. The Anchor Up Podcast is presented by Metro Health, University of Michigan Health, your health, our passion. Jake Levy, Tim Knott coming to you from the Fieldhouse Arena. We're talking to you while volleyball practice is going on. So if you hear anything in the background, it is those ladies getting ready for their season almost a week away, nine days from today, the Lakers will be taking on some volleyball opponents as Parkside comes to town. Softball is almost underway as well. We've got a lot on the horizon. But first, we've got to talk about what's happened over the past week or so since we last spoke to you because a lot more sporting events have happened. And, Tim, it just keeps on coming now. It almost feels like we're hey, back to normal. Hey, this is this is beyond back to normal. We got we got, we got. I mean, you name it. We're, we're talking about something, a new event. We're going, oh, my gosh. Hey, Hey, forgot about uh, tennis, too. Um, by the way, uh, we're, we're home in tennis this weekend uh, against Indiana Wesleyan. So um, swimming and diving, wrapping up their year. They got the GLAC championships, track and field, a uh, couple home meets here. Um, and we got volleyball starting. It's all coming right around the corner. Softball coming a week from Saturday as well. So things just keep on adding on. And, you know, we talked about, before we get into what happened in the last week, Tim, we talked about it a lot when this pad- podcast first began about we knew that, switch was going to flip eventually and it was going to mm-hmm. go from this nothingness to this craziness do you think we aptly adjusted or were ready for what has come does is it does no, it kind of meet no. your expectations yeah it meets, it meets the expectations we weren't ready i mean <laughs> we were ready but like we're ready because we're always ready and we're, we're always gonna get the job done that's our job i mean like we never look at anything and say oh well i can't do no we always do it i mean it doesn't matter i mean we're here two more hours we do the job right um it was funny today because when you, we totally forgot about the podcast, you go, "Hey, by the way, we got to bang out another podcast." And I was like, "Whose idea was that dang podcast? That was your idea, right?" Yeah, because it was. It was a great during, idea when we had no sports. During the pandemic, we had no sports. I mean, we. I mean, crap. The guest list, and we were able to, you know, delve in and 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 go crazy with the podcast. Now we're like, "Holy smokes, it's Wednesday. We got to fill in that podcast," and and it's just, you know. One we more thing we, on the we list. We didn't think about that when we were we were doing it, but it's it's been fun and and you know what that's what, this is what we do, and so we love doing it. I mean, and that and that's the the events. You know, now sometimes it does. You know, there are days on a, on a Saturday. Everybody when, has their when, days. When, when, when Saturday when we got here at eight, and then we set up for. Uh, track and field, and then we then ran over to do basketball, then came and back then to came track and field. field to break everything down. Oh, by the way, tennis and hours. swimming were both going on yeah. at the same time. Men's basketball was on the road beating yeah. Ferris State up yeah. in Big Rapids. Uh, 14 hours later, we're breaking down the uh, GVSN equipment. So Yep, uh, there have been some long days, but it's all fun. It's, all fun. it's, it's a great experience to get back to doing what we love to do at nauseum with basically uh, all day, every day in the mix. But let's talk about what's happened over the last week in GVSU Athletics. Your weekly recap is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Confidence comes with every card here for you now more than ever, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. And we start on the women's basketball side this week as they go 2-0 and against Ferris State and two very impressive wins. And again, with this team, we've talked about it with Mike Williams a lot. We've talked about it with this team a lot. It's wild to me the way they continue to take gut punches, the way they continue to battle back the way that no matter what adversity they face this young inexperienced team day in and day out finds a way to win yeah and you know you can look at um uh in both games lakers had big leads early first game yep. led by 20 points with uh it, it, 
like a minute 18 left in the first half. Um, and then Ferris comes storming back, outscores the Lakers 21-11 to 11 in the third quarter. Um, it was 54-50, I believe, yep. going in the fourth quarter. And the Lakers outscored the Bulldogs 22-11 to 11 and, uh, you know, for the 15-point victory. But, you know, it's it's same old thing. We, we talk about this team maturing and going through these new these new uh, situations for the first time. Yep. And a bunch of young kids who, you know, weren't relied upon to do these things in the previous years. Now it's on their shoulders, and they're doing a great job. They're adjusting. And, I mean, that fourth quarter was the most impressive thing because, like, a lot of teams are wilting at that point because the momentum shifted. Sure. Ferris has all the momentum. Uh, the Lakers came out. Uh, Hannah Coolis, I mean, incredible day. 23 points, 10 rebounds, double-double. Um, you know, they just – they're nonchalant about it. It's like, yeah, why were you guys worried? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's no big deal. Yeah, Coach Williams calls it the next play mentality. They just keep shooting, hope it goes in. If it doesn't, they're going to shoot again. Yeah. There, there's none of that getting down, nothing of the compounding errors. I mean, you're right, went down to 54-50. Hannah comes out, drills a three. Yeah. The Lakers get a stop. They come right back down the floor, got an and one. I don't think they made the free throw, but still that nice way to jump back and seize the momentum back, scoring five quick points and right when Ferris is knocking on the door. Really, could, that's deflating on the other Oh, my way. gosh. You can see Ferris's coach and bench is like, uh, shoulders slugged, you know, they like a tree sloth, you know, trying to crawl up a tree, and uh, and and just uh, you know, you just see him become just dejected, and uh, well, another thing too. So Ashland, the way that the women's basketball programs had risen at the same time, Ashland and Grand Valley became like probably on the women's side the rivalry talked about the most. But the Anchor Bone Classic is yeah. still mm -hmm. up and away the rivalry. Oh, so this was the so, this so was the first. Up. This was the first taste that a lot of these players have had of, yeah. of that rivalry right. that kind of gets overshadowed. But Ferris doesn't have an Ashland or another school to no. overshadow that. So this Ferris is their big. This was their big weekend. They're so jacked up to play us, homer and away. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is the, the the this is Duke, North Carolina for them with no, with nothing else even close. They don't they don't care about any. It, they had an 18 game schedule. And yeah, okay, they care about all 18 games. There's like two games they really care about: Grand Valley State. And, yeah. you know, yeah, they're trying to win other games, but they prepare differently, they play differently, and, uh, and you know, that, and th that's what we face. That's what all of our teams face every weekend because, you know, we're the bad guy. So, Well, Ferris gave Empire. the Lakers all they could handle, and then on so on the first game on Saturday, the Lakers were able to run away with it down the stretch. They won it 72-57. to 57. Then on the second game, it took a Brooke McKinley three with four seconds left a shot. She said after the game she thought she was going to air ball, but winds up sinking the three to give the Lakers the 60-57 to 57 win. And the crazy thing to me is in talking to Coach Williams after the game, you know, that pass into Brooke was actually the second option. They had written it up for it to go into Riley Bisball. So a freshman who's got a double-double who we thought really grew up during that Ferris series. She had to fight for a lot of tough rebounds in there. She played extremely well, particularly on Sunday when the Lakers really needed her to. They drew up a play, Tim, for their freshman with the game basically on the line. Now, it was a tie, so if you don't get it, it's overtime, right. so it's not quite as much pressure, but that still says a lot about what this team feels about this young, the young class of this team. Well, it started defensively, you know, because uh, it, we tied the game up. Ferris is actually leading. 57-55. Um, and then we tie it up. We go down, we get a stop. Yep. Um, I, did Kula Courtney Charlin drew a charge. That was a big one. Then Bisball got yeah, the steal. Got the stealer. Yeah, and then um, so the Laker defense gave them the opportunity to go for the win. Yeah. Um, you know, Bisball 11 points, 11 rebounds, another double double for the freshman. Um, Kula with 15 and nine. But uh, you know, Brooke McKinley, it, it cracks me up because um, she we we we, we talk about feast or fam with Brooke all during all these podcasts. 
And uh, Lakers were 6 for 25 from 3. Not exactly killing it from the three-point line in that game. Nope. <laughs> Brooke was so, second option, she gets the ball. Fade away, three-pointer, makes it, gives a little little three symbol of like, yeah. She what, was jacked up, as you, she should be. What would you expect me to do? I was going to make it. I, I knew I was, I mean, she has no conscience. She's nonchalant out there. Uh, she could be an 0 for 11. You don't know if Brooke is 5 for 10 or if she's 0 for 11. Same, same uh approach in the game and what which I love about about her and how she approaches everything and it's, it's no big deal so uh you know Lakers again had a 17 point lead that's one thing coach Williams has talked about he goes I, I love getting a lead I'd like to keep the lead yeah in terms of the double digit lead um but then Ferris comes back takes a lead late in the game Lakers again re regroup and uh yeah but basketball is such a game of runs like that yeah. I mean you watch what the Laker offense did to start that second quarter and they balloon that 17 point lead I didn't think it would be three points over the final eight minutes of that quarter, but you'd say, wow, they can't keep this up. Yeah. And sure enough, Ferris started making some shots. Some of those shots that were going in for Grand Valley stopped going in. They weren't bad shots. They didn't do anything differently on offense. The shots just stopped going in. You know what? That's basketball That's sometimes. Basketball. Shot and stops going in, you're not going to score. Yeah, and, that, and hey, I'd rather build a 17-point lead than have a 17-point deficit. Correct. So, and have to come back because you're, you're fighting hard. Within the rhythm of the game, the Lakers are making shots. Hannah Kulis again playing well. Um, but again, you know, you see this team, it's somebody different uh, scoring for the second game. Kulis with 15, Brooke McKinley with 10, uh, Spitzley and Gerald's each with 9, so and Riley Bisball with 11. Underrated moment to set that game winning 3 up, too, Tim. So the Lakers get the stop, they get the rebound with 4 seconds left, they dribble and then call timeout. Now, because they dribbled and made a move to advance, even though it's inside one minute, that timeout doesn't advance the ball to the front court. So Coach Sayers, Coach Williams, Coach Carlson, thinking about it, they said, hey, we have two more timeouts. Now that it's a dead ball, if we call another timeout, does that advance the ball? The timeout was over. They had sounded the horn. The teams were breaking the huddle. Coach Carrier goes over to the refs, asks them. The refs say, yeah, I think it does. <laughs> so they go, you sure? Because if you, if you say yes, we're doing. They go, yep. They go back, call another timeout. Boom, back-to-back -back timeouts. That's how they advance the ball into the front court. They'd already drawn up their play for, for the, the backcourt yeah, right, inbound right. to try to sprint the floor in four seconds. Got to rework it, come to the front court. Bing, bang, boom, Lakers win. And they go to 10-1 and one on the year. An incredible start of the, to the season for those ladies. Then on the men's side, they had to go on the road up to Big Rapids, a snowy 131. I know I made the trip on Friday. It was a, uh, a tough trip to say the least. The Lakers get a tough luck loss in the first game. Jake Van Tubergen actually quietly put together a really nice day. 19 points, 9 rebounds. He was extremely efficient from the field as well. I think he was 8 for 11 from the field on the day as well. So he was really good that day, but the Lakers lose. Walt Kelser, uh, Michael Peterson had some big threes from out of nowhere. It was kind of the role players out, instead of Kelser in that game that had some shots that you right. wouldn't really expect them to hit, but they did. And then the Lakers bounced back with an unbelievable defensive performance the next day. Hold Ferris State to just 51 points. Deleon Brown looked like the Deleon Brown we've seen in practice. Scored 20 points. Got the Lakers the lead they needed. They won 70-51. to 51. It's the largest margin of victory for the Lakers at Ferris since Jim Wink Arena opened back in 1999. So a really impressive win for the Lakers, one that they needed to get the monkey off their back. I'm sure it felt great for them to get that win, get back above 500 for the time being, and split with Ferris State on the road, which is tough to do. Yeah, you know, it's a, a uh, you know, Ferris has been, they've been really good the last 10 years in basketball. I mean, in men's basketball. They won a national and, and, championship. Yeah, won a national championship in there. So, you know, We'd had our tough. We've we lost some tough games up there. Some tough games with Ferris in general here at, on the road. That was the first win at Ferris, and I think it's seven tries. 
um, or since, no, 2014? 2014 was the last time they won, last time at, we Ferris, won yep. at, at, at Ferris. Uh, we had a seven-game losing streak to them, which, I mean, and, and they were just tough games. You know, I, I can look back, and the, the games that were here, the games were at Ferris, one possession games at the end and, a, you know, a break here or there. And, and so it was great for, the, you know, for that program to get the monkey off their back. Yeah, the year that the Bulldogs won the national championship, oh. I was on the road with the Lakers at their place for that game. And even though it wound up being, I think, a 12- or 13-point win by Ferris State, that game was a two-point game with four minutes left. Yep. The Lakers were right in it all the way up until the final media timeout. And then the Bulldogs, I mean, Zach Hankins was unbelievable that yeah. year. They had, you know, Sean Thrower guys that could just drill threes like there's no tomorrow. They all had chances to go and uh, do what they were going to do. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, that Ferris team has been very good. Yeah, got to give a lot of credit to what Andy Bronkin has built up there in Big Rapids. And now they got a, a new complex coming pretty soon, too, that's going to be pretty cool. So Ferris is doing good things, and Lakers get that victory over them, which is awesome to see. So, But then Grand Valley turns around on Tuesday, a makeup game with Wayne State that was supposed to be played one of two games two weekends ago. Uh, Wayne State had some COVID issues, so instead they came here on Tuesday, and it was maybe the weirdest basketball no, game that I've ever seen. Tim. Crazy. Uh, so many things happened in that game which were <laughs> unexplainable from an officiating standpoint. Um, just Yeah, this podcast uh, is associated with Grand Valley State, so we can't get yeah, too can't far get into, into it. it but so th There were things that happened in that game I've never seen happen before. Uh, you know, and... And I don't think I've ever seen multiple flop warnings called oh. in a game, let alone two called on each team. Yeah, and then the, the last one against Grand Valley, two guys ran into each other and yeah. fell down. I mean, there was no flop intentions. They just they rebound, outlet, fell down. Um, you know, there are some technical fouls, which uh, as you I pulled up last night on, on video, unexplainable um, to say the least. I so. mean, I was sitting right where you're sitting right now. Jake Van Tuberen was probably even with me on the court. The Lakers about to shoot free throws up by one, and I didn't even see him looking at anybody, and all of a sudden he was teed up, and yeah. we were walking the other end for two free throws for Braylon Neely and Wayne State, and that put them in front, and then uh, they never trailed again. So yeah, a, a tough loss for the Lakers. Their last three losses, by the way, they're 5-5 five oh. five on the season. Their last three losses all coming by three points. Yes. So you just sit there and think one possession games. Of course there's so many what-ifs, none more than Tuesday night, but the what-if Lakers could be sitting really, really pretty in the GLIAC right now if just two or three bounces had gone their way. Right, and, you know, obviously, you know, you want to win those games because you, you talk about the GLIAC tournament, which is just, which hasn't been announced yet, but uh, we did get some information on the GLIAC tournament, which all 12 teams are going to make it. First four teams are going to get a bye in the standings. Is that breaking news? And, are we breaking uh, that on this podcast right now? Yeah, might as well. All what right. The heck? <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> um, five will play 12, six will play 11. And then everybody, those will be on-campus sites, and then everybody will meet in at Purdue Northwest, the top four teams, and the winners of those Tuesday, Tuesday night matchups for the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. And they're um, doing Purdue Northwest because they have two different gyms. Yeah, they have Purdue two. Calumet and Purdue right. Northern came together. So the men's and women's tournaments will both be in, down there. And, but uh, in different locations. In different locations. Uh, and so, so really, I mean, you, you look at the Lakers, and, and we're, we're five, what, five and five. Yep. And... So easily could be eight and easily. two. So at, at no point in time, I, I believe this team going to the GLIAC tournament, regardless of what our seeding, is the odds on favor to win the GLIAC tournament. Because I think this team is that good. And I think so, that's why, it's particularly on the men's side this year, when you look at the GLIAC from top to bottom, it's so close. 
from you can be the number one seed Michigan Tech right now. Ferris State went up there and beat them twice. Yeah. So you just don't know who can beat anybody on a given day, and I think it's great, especially with the unbalanced schedule for all 12 teams, to at least say they have a chance on a year when the NCAA tournament is trimmed down to just six teams. Everybody's going to be in it right until the end, have a chance to play in the postseason, play for a national championship. And I think that's really important with a, a year like this. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, I think this team goes in that tournament regardless as a heavy favorite to win it. We're getting some people healthy. If, if, if we can stay away from any COVID-related uh, um, issues and stay, uh, you know, we got Dell back last weekend. This team will, you know, I, we have uh, seven games left. Yeah, seven games left, and, uh, you know, see well, what happens. Well, we will see what happens, too, because as of right now, they're not scheduling to make up that second Wayne State-Grand Valley game. So there is a chance the Lakers and Warriors play one fewer game than everybody else, and if that comes into effect, then you go down to the point system for tiebreaker or standings, right. and you look at how everything shakes out. But you, know, you look at that point system, it's different than winning percentage because when you take the point system into consideration, you're missing out on a chance to get points by not playing. Right, so right. it really hurts the Lakers and Warriors if they go with that route to determine the seeding in the GLIAC tournament. We'll see how all that shakes out as it comes down the stretch. Who knows? They might look down at the end and say, hey, there is an open Tuesday. You guys have to play this game because it just it just matters for seeding and where we're going to play everybody yeah. and how this whole thing shakes out. So we'll see what happens with that. But the Lakers are going to try to bounce back here this weekend. They host Northern Michigan. We'll preview all of our upcoming stuff in just a little bit because it was another excellent weekend for GVSU track and field. They hosted yet another meet, the Snowdown Showdown. I think they broke four school records. Isaac Harding, Tanner Chata complete, continued to be absolutely amazing in the distance running for them. If you want to get a full recap of what happened in that track and field two-day event, check out our uh, YouTube channel, WGVU, the GVSU Sports Report that I host every Monday. Jerry Baltus was on there. He did a great job breaking down top to bottom all of the great performers from that. Highly recommend you go and check that out. But uh, some more really incredible performances. Nicole Schreenen in the 60 is just unbelievable. And then, you know, Ellie Kimes, which she's done in the pole vault, has been fantastic. And the weight throws. Leon White had a couple of provisional marks this past weekend as well. The names go on and on and on. You know, Don't want to miss out on anybody. So, again, please, if you want to hear about everything that happened with that weekend, go check out Coach Baltus and his breakdown of it on YouTube on youtube.com slash WGVU35. I was over there for the 3,000. And, um... Obviously, with my body type, I was never a uh, track and field performer. I want to tell you something. That 3,000-meter race was one of the most exciting races I've ever watched. And I've seen we've – we've hosted the national championships here at Grand Valley State twice outdoors. And Zach Panning, I've watched him for years. Uh, that race was unbelievable. Uh, the Eastern Michigan young man, uh, who finished second, broke the Iceland national record wow. in that event and took second. Um to uh, to our uh, Grand Valley runner, and it, w it was unbelievable. I mean, at no point in time did I think they were going to be able to keep up the pace of which they were running that 3,000-meter race in because it was like a flat-out sprint. And I believe Isaac Harding knocked 15 seconds off, off his, his yeah. PR, which, by the way, in the 3K is unbelievable yeah. to do so in just six months With since coming to Grand Valley from the University of Michigan. Well, I believe he knocked eight seconds off his Mile? mile time in terms of his PR. Yeah. So obviously Jerry Baltus and uh, and and uh, Aaron Watson doing an unbelievable job with the training schedule of these uh, student athletes for our, in our track and field uh, program. So uh, it, it, and you know just unbelievable race. W what a finish um, and uh, just 
great things by that uh, crew. Yeah, again, go to WGVU's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash WGVU35. It has the clip of that interview with Coach Baltus and myself breaking down everything that happened in the Snowdown showdown, including a freshman setting a school record in the pentathlon to get it all started on Friday night. So a lot of really good things happening over there. And then in the pool, the GVSU diving team hosted Davenport. The swimmers went on the road. Tim, tell us all about it. Well, the uh, divers hosted Davenport. It was going to be an invitational, uh, but due to some COVID-related related issues, the uh, invitational had to be scrapped, so Davenport just came over. So the diving portion uh, took place uh, at, at Grand Valley State. Uh, uh, junior Grayson, Grayson Seagard uh, finished twice, or finished first rather, in the one, th in the one meter and three meter, both hitting the NCAA qualifying mark. Uh, but the Laker swimmers were at Davenport, did an outstanding job. Uh, Grand Valley State won every event uh, against Davenport on both the men's and women's side. Uh, again, hit uh, six NCAA provisional qualifying marks. Uh, the Laker men defeated Davenport 162 to 65. The women won 168 to 67. Jeez. Uh, so, you know, a couple of perf uh, impressive per performances by Sarah Puskas in the uh, 200 free and 500 free uh, for the men. And then all, uh, freshman Eric Heber won a couple of events. So, so uh, the Lakers swimmers coming into their own as they're getting ready now. Uh, they will focus on the Gleick Championships, which will be at the Holland, Holland Aquatic Center uh, February 17th through 20th. Yep, that's what's coming up next for them. And then not, we're not done yet with our recap as these sports continue to pile on. Men's and women's tennis also getting underway as well. Uh, the Lakers dropped a pair of uh, matches at the nationally ranked Indianapolis. Indianapolis has really done a great job in men's women's tennis and uh, men's women's golf. They've really, really done a super job there. And uh, so the Lakers went down there, lost a couple of, of matches to in Indianapolis. But they, uh, um, again, Two relatively new rosters. Uh, a yeah, lot a new coach. Lot Sam new Shaw faces. came here last year, yeah. but you never got to coach no, a match. Exactly. So um, a lot of new faces in that program. Um, I really think they're going to do well, though. Uh, they have some uh, outstanding international students uh, that have been um, uh, that dot the roster, and they will be home this weekend against uh, Indiana Wesleyan as they continue to uh, march towards their regular season. And with that, we wrap up our recap of the last week around GVSU Athletics. All of that brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Confidence comes with every card. The Anchor Up podcast also brought to you in part by Coors Light, by Fox Motors, by Uccellos, and by DTE Energy, as well as PNC Bank. Well, now we turn our attention to the week ahead as we preview what's to come as the Lakers continue to stay busy. This is the last week of just winter sports. Spring sports are right on the horizon, but a lot of really good things coming. First of all, the Lakers slash Sawyers wrap up their home schedule on the men's basketball side. They welcome in Northern Michigan. That's a team that's really starting to pick things out. They've won three straight. They have a second-year head coach who's starting to kind of put it all together a little bit. That's a really good Northern Michigan team that the Lakers lost to by two points here last year, then beat in double overtime at their place later on in the season. So the last two times these two teams have gotten together, it's come right down to the wire. We expect, expect more good games this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, Friday-Saturday matchup, and uh, again, uh, Saturday being Sawyer's Day. Uh, but, you know, last year Northern advanced to the Gleick Championship. No, they, they, they got beat by Northwood in the semifinals, actually. And uh, yeah. uh, in, a, in a very tight game, uh, Northwood won late here uh, after Michigan Tech had defeated us in the first semifinal. So, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, they do a really good job. They, you know, they, they play hard. Gosh, they, those guys play so hard. And 
Um, they do a great job uh, defensively, big bodies, um, some shooters, and so you're going to see the same thing from that from that squad here this weekend. And it's going to be a couple, you know, very good basketball games. I mean, the Gleek from top to bottom, like you said earlier, is just there's very little difference between the team that's probably in 12th in the rankings and the first place team, Michigan Tech, who's eight and three. Um, so just a, a lot of parity in this league, and, and you know you're going to have a battle, and then you go to back-to-back -back games. So now you're going hard. You know, we play the Tuesday game. Now we're coming back on Friday, Saturday. Right. Uh, so, you know, the guys need to get get some rest because they're going to be in for a battle this weekend. And don't forget the Lakers become the Sawyers for a day on Saturday in their final home game of the regular season. So those two games are Friday at 1 p.m., Saturday at 3 p.m. Both of those games can be heard on ESPN 961. You can watch them on the Grand Valley Sports Network pay-per-view. Go to watchgvsn.com and, of course, gvsulakers.com and at gvsubasketball on social media. We'll have live updates all throughout the games on Friday and Saturday. Usually Saturday, Sunday, they bump them up to Friday and Saturday with that scheduled game next Tuesday at Davenport where the Lakers will look to avenge that 73-70 to loss from a couple of weeks ago as the Lakers go on the road and start a five-game road trip to wrap up the regular season. Meanwhile, the women finish their road portion of the schedule this week, and the inverse of the men, they go up to the UP to take on Troy Matson and those Northern Michigan Wildcats. And every time the Lakers and Wildcats get together, you, you go back to two years ago when Grand Valley won the regular season, but Northern Michigan came in here and beat the Lakers in the semifinals, and you look at what the Lakers did going up there last year. Cassidy Bench tweaking her ankle on that Barry Arena. Uh, bleachers that are on the court side was able to bounce back in the second half, put on a dominant display. The Lakers got another really good win over them every time these two teams get together. They know each other so well. They match up so well physically. And it's almost the same thing again because the Northern Michigan team has a group of really good young freshmen and some they really do. good next-level players that are making their burst onto the scene, almost going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Grand Valley. They have a sophomore who might lead the conference in scoring. Uh, and it, the weird part there is they're not going to play in the Barry Event Center. They're going right. to play in that uh, volleyball gym, their practice gym, mm -hmm. w uh, w which is really weird because it's basically playing in our south gym. So, <laughs> right. uh, you know, it's uh, the walls are in the closing. rec center. I mean, like, like you you take three steps out of you know off the court and you're you're smashing into a wall. Uh, but but due to COVID uh, issues, that that's what uh, they are doing because they don't want to switch over basketball to hockey because that's the hockey arena. So you know, I mean, Troy, Troy Matson and Mike Williams know each other so well. They're good, actually good, really good friends. Um, and so our battles with Northern Michigan women's basketball have been just epic. And uh, you know it's going to be a battle. They're going to be physical. They're going to score. Uh, I believe the game two years ago was what 43 to 42, maybe. Uh, neither team reached 50. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't think Northern. I think Northern Michigan hit a quote-unquote buzzer beater yeah, so at the end of the first quarter that gave them their first points of yeah. the of the game. And so it's you know it's just going to be a it, it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a um, a battle. And uh, again, uh, how are our freshmen going to step up? Are they going to are they going to you know to be it's going to be a tough environment. It's going to be a, a grind. They got to step up and uh, continue to perform as they have in the first 11 games. Yep, Michaela Kuhn averaging 20 points a game. She's just behind Annie Roshak for the league leader in scoring for Northern Michigan. So it'll be a fun matchup to keep an eye on. Go I to gvsulakers.com for all the coverage links for how you can follow those games along this weekend as well. Annie Roshak, hasn't she been named Gleick South Player of the Week like every week this year? I mean, I mean except for the first week yeah, when she didn't play. Yeah, so. Yeah, she's been incredible for Ashland. They just need to put a few more pieces around her. They're, they've got five losses They're this five year. They're five and five. You tell me the last time Ashland had five losses in a season. Uh, you're going to have to go back into the early 2000s. Probably. Well, remember when the Lakers beat them in back-to-back -back <clears throat> games earlier this year, it was the first time that Ashland had lost 
lost two straight games since 2015. It was almost six years to the day back in January of 2015 when it happened. So that team was incredible. Which, the entire careers of Jody Johnson they didn't and lose five games Sarah too. Loomis, they didn't lose. <laughs> they might not have lost Let's five say games this. total. Let's say this. Ashland had three starters coming back off that team last year. Okay? And they're 5-5. Five and five. More of a testament to what Mike Williams has done, bringing back play. I mean, our, our yep. girls hardly saw the floor. We didn't have, a, I think we had, what, 48 combined minutes or something like that. Uh, so Hannah Coolis was on our radio show on Monday night, and we were talking before we went on air. It's like, how weird is it with the cardboard cutouts and the back-to-backs? And she goes, honestly, we don't really know any different because we haven't really played. No. So this is just kind of what we're used to. She yep. said it's almost an, not an advantage, but it's almost helpful that they don't know what it would be like to be playing Thursday, Saturday yeah. in, a, in a packed gym and then have to go to this. Then it might be weird, but this is just all they know, and they just go out there and play basketball. Everybody talks about Grand Valley this, Grand Valley that. What he's done with this group of young ladies this year, everybody else in the league returned three, four starters, and the Lakers are 10-1. and one, So that's my Mike Williams soapbox. <laughs> he has been incredible. Him and associate head coach Phil Sayers, along with Coach Carlson and Coach DeBoer, have done a great job with that team this year. Well, we still have some more activity around campus as the big meet, where you, usually on a normal year, oh, man, you know when the big meet's coming. Roads are closed. Yeah, yeah. The whole campus is shut down because there's so many people here. It's not going to be quite that crazy, but 33 teams, probably about 2,000 student athletes, they have, to they have to work it out with the timing so they don't have too many people in the building at one time. Teams are going to stay yeah. on their buses. They're going to try to find a way to warm up outside despite it being about four degrees with a real feel out there. But Coach Balt as always does a great job, just adds another obstacle. Nothing he and his staff can't handle, but it should be a really fun weekend. A long couple of days of track and field at the Kelly Family yeah, Sports Absolutely. Center. Friday and Saturday, all day. Uh, in the mornings of both those days, you're going to see the distance, distance events. 5,000 on Friday with, with I mean, going to be like 10 to 12 heats of the 5,000 for both men and women. And by the and way, that's just in the preamble. There are also some heats of the 5,000 yes, yes. during the afternoon yes. session as well. And then on Saturday, they're going to run the 3,000 in the morning. So what the they same do, thing. So what they'll do is they'll bring all these distance runners in. They will run their heats in the morning. They'll clear the arena, clear the Kelly F Family Sports Center, and then bring in everybody else. Sanitize. Sanitize and do everything else. Then they'll bring the sprinters, sprinters and field, and events, field and events in for the afternoon affair. So, and that's going to be both Friday and Saturday, and uh, the GVSN cameras will be locked and loaded and ready to roll. Oh, and, yeah, we got some batteries charged. We got some power got cords spots. all on, uh, on deck. Yeah, but there will be five streams each day. We'll go ahead and tell you how you can watch all that stuff right now. Go to watchgvsn.com. If you want to watch one particular stream, make sure you select the right one when you purchase. There are five different options on Saturday and five different options on Friday. There's a track event, the pole vault, the throws, the women's jumps, and the men's jumps and high jump will be combined as well. So make sure you're picking the right one. Did I miss one there? I think I got uh, all five. No, we got, then we got the, the Megacast, which you can... You can get yeah. So each, get you, can per, you can purchase each individual one on Friday. You can do the same thing on Saturday, yep. or for twelve ninety five, you can get all access to all five streams on both days. So uh, for more information on that, visit gvsulakers.com. Go to watchgvsn.com to purchase those broadcasts and to watch some track and field all weekend long, all day Friday, all day Saturday. We've got you covered on the Grand Valley Sports Network. So track and field is at home. Swimming and diving is idle while they get ready for the GLIAC championships that start a week from yesterday. So on Wednesday, the 17th, they'll get underway, and that'll be really interesting over in Holland. But that's not all that we got going on, right, Tim? We got uh, tennis at uh, the Grand Rapids Tennis and Racquet Club on Friday uh, afternoon starting at uh, noon. 
and we are working out the video situation with that. Do they have video there? We're trying to get that incorporated with uh, GVSN. We're not sure if we're going to be able to do that yet, so stay, stay tuned for that. But they will be playing Friday, both the men and women against Indiana Wesleyan. Yeah, there, there are some hiccups with that when you have teams that play off campus of how we can make sure we get those streamed. We're going to try to get every event. We know that every student athlete has family and friends that want to watch them compete and in a year like any other when you can't be in attendance we are working our tails off to make sure you can see as much of all the events that are going on so you can still feel connected to your favorite student athletes and your favorite sports programs here at GV all year long because we're psyched to have them back. We know you are as well and we want to bring you as close to the action as possible including with the Anchor Up podcast which another great Great week, Tim, in, in Laker Athletics. We are uh, we are obviously very busy, yeah. able to carve out about a half hour here today. We're watching some volleyball, Watch volleyball practice. Watch them get ready. They start on February 19th. We'll talk about them a little bit next week and preview their season. They were picked second, by the way, by the GLIAC coaches in the Southern Division. So a preseason poll comes out, puts them in a good spot, and we'll see if they can uh, live up to that billing next week. Jason Johnson had, looks like he's playing for the USA national team right now. His fingers are all taped up. It looks like he's in volleyball form right now as he's uh, leading the Laker volleyball squad in the main court here. Dan Scanlon and uh, assistant coaches have everybody else on the side courts. So uh, full go, another Laker, uh, and all the cardboard cutouts watching practice today. That's right, and baseball schedule has been released, so make sure you go to gbsulakers.com for that. Softball gets things started at the Lewis Invitational down in Rosemont, Illinois, on Saturday, February 20th. We'll still give you a quick preview of their team next week as they get ready to begin competition, and we'll be able to have those box scores and all the results for you with recaps and everything on gbsulakers.com. Unfortunately, due to travel constraints as well as limited staff, we cannot send anybody as we have in the past to Rosemont to give you live stats. So we'll have to give you a recap and give you all the stuff after they are done with their games. We'll still have social media coverage as well as website coverage to give you all the results, stats, and everything you need to know about the Lakers when they get their season started. Ranked number 25 in the nation in the preseason poll. So a lot more is on the horizon, but in the meantime, we appreciate you joining us for a recap of this week in GVSU Athletics on the Anchor Up podcast presented by Metro Health. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Winterfest is here at Grand Valley State. Enjoy it. Try to stay warm and as always, anchor up.